everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. And that's why you never take an armadillo to the movie. (laughs) I must have missed something. That's one of your better ones, Sam. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Oh, man. So for the full story, subscribe to our fee-for-service version. (laughs) (laughs) Folks. There's another more leadership BS conversation. Got a great team here. We have more Jeffs than should be allowed by law. By law, we've got or more section. Jeffs allowed by law. By law, who knew that by being law. the writer for Bob blah blah's law blah would be so difficult? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and of course, my here keepers on track, on point pace, and getting the job done. Oh, what? what we're going to discuss today is a leadership phenomenon. Uh, that is present in all kinds of life. It's the phrase, you've got to rip off the band-aid. And what that means for most folks is, I've got to bit my teeth and just do this thing. And when we use it in leadership, it seems to me, it is most likely meaning, I'm going to wreck someone's day. I'm going to rip off the band-aid and give some bad news. And I think, I want my martyr, wiser, more esteemed colleagues to chime in on this in just a moment. I think there's a better way to do that. So I'm going to give an example from an actual band-aid situation. Years ago, I forget what I'd done to myself, but I was not exactly the most graceful of humans on the earth. I had stitches or something had gone wrong. So I go in for a check on whatever wound care I was dealing with that week and had some very strong adhesive on wherever I hurt myself. And I just, I was ready. Yeah. Fist crumpled up, running my teeth, just waiting for me just to grab that tape and just yank it off. And you know how many layers of dermis came with it. And before the person did anything, he got out a bottle of something on a cotton swab and started swabbing the adhesive on top of what we all call the band-aid. I thought, I've never seen this before. He did that for a minute and then took off the band-aid with zero hole, zero pain, zero agony. And my first thought was, madam, you're clearly a wizard of some nature. Secondarily, why don't they always do that? This just now show up. I'm a completely grown person. This is my first experience. What the heck? So it makes me think in the leadership world, we don't have to necessarily yank the Band-Aid. We can potentially make it a little easier and still get the, the job accomplished. However, I want to quickly turn it over to my esteemed colleagues and ask you, circumstances where that was your mindset, never mind your behavior, but you're going in thinking, yep, I'm just going to have to rip off the Band-Aid. What was the circumstance? And then what did you do? Yes. Raising his hand in the back, Mr. Conroy, uh, please. Jeff Conroy, longtime listener, first time caller. Oh, it's nice to meet a fan. Thanks. I've never been on a fans only page before. Only. (laughs) So years ago, I was put on... Yeah, that's what I meant. If you listener, if you, he was Mr. McLaughlin was fanning himself. That's what he thought fans only was. Anyway, years ago when I was working for the Boy Scouts, I was in charge of all the day camps, and there was twenty seven different day camps. 
So we'd have monthly meetings and every month these 27 leaders would sit around the table and we would discuss about what we were going to do at our Cub Scout camp. We got close to camp and we had to choose on the color of a t-shirt. And I'm not joking you. There was a good four months where the whole conversation was, what color t-shirt should we have? And if it's too bright, it's going to draw bees. If it's too dark, it's going to be warm. If it's too gray, it's going to show dirt. It, it, it was just, holy Hannah, and for four months. And I really just wanted to say, it's the color t-shirt. It really doesn't matter. Just pick a t-shirt. And, and you really do get re- quite frustrated. Beige. Yeah, we could have done beige. But I think what we decided on was Heather Gray because Heather Gray goes with everything. But it's a t-shirt. And you really want to jump in there and just say, ah, it's a good t-shirt. But yeah, I chose to do nothing and let the chairman lead, lead their meeting. And Mm -hmm. I coached and I was behind the scenes, but I did not jump up and yell at people as much as I wanted to. I'm not sure how prevalent that is in all the nonprofit world, but I know in my not-for-profit, state-run higher education, that's a common conversation up the chain, however far you want to go. And one individual had gotten sick of it and said, okay, we have a deep conversation here over what color shirts to get. And by the way, I've calculated how much the state has spent on this conversation based on my approximation for all your salaries, <laughs> how much time we spent. And we just decide to move on. So I've got another example. So this summer, I was at working at a leadership camp for students and some of our staff that were going to work with the kids, we had gotten a report and we're working with, let's say, let's face it, young adults in that high teen range to early twenties. And before we, the kid, the, the campers actually got there, we're doing the training for them. So they know what to expect and how they can behave. And uh, we got a report and we always tell them this because they want to stay up because it's just like the first day of camping. They're all excited. They're amped up, but you've got three days of training. And that means you got three nights of you got to get some rest because when camp gets here, it's 24 seven and we're just going. And they, we got reports that they'd stayed up way too late. And some of the adult staff were complaining about they're loud, they're obnoxious. And I was one of them because I could hear them up and down the dorms. And I was like about to murder someone, but I didn't. But the next night we very had, we had a very specific conversation with the entire group about getting enough rest so that you can be a good leader. And as we went back to, which by the way, our, the training got done with 11 o'clock at night. And we said, okay, you've got this much time, 1130 in your dorms, lights out by midnight. And at 1125, a small gaggle all of a sudden left the dorms and we saw them and we're like, what's going on? Like it's 1125. Where could you be going at 1125 when you have to be in your rooms by 1130? And we ended up, they decided to go run down to the lake and jump in the lake. And so we, we, we let them, but then we followed them halfway down. And as they're coming back up the trail, it's and 1130 go boom. There they are. They're late. And so we literally jumped out from behind trees, scared the crap out of them. And then had to have the, a very serious conversation about what would you do in, if you were us in this situation? Because we said, here's the rule and you decided to break the rules. You're our leaders. You're going to be working with students. What's the expectation for you guys now? 
what do we do? And it was an uncomfortable 20 minutes of, we care about you deeply and we want you to be the best you can be. You cannot be that if you're not abiding by the rules that everybody else is. And so that ripping off of the Band-Aid moment was really that, what do you want us to do? What's the track that we take? Because honestly, we need you here because we're about to get 200 campers and we can't do this without you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it scared the living daylights out of them because they had zero problems the rest of the camp. But it was just the the fact that you have to have that conversation. It's challenging. You could be tactful. I think the jump scare out from behind a tree was effective just to get them in the right frame of mind. Yeah. You got their attention. You ripped off the you half the band and then said, okay, now you got to pull the rest off. How do you proceed? Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that the most, most uncomfortable rip off the band-aids moments is when you have to discipline somebody and you know, it's going to be pleasant. And so you steal yourself up. You, they're waiting for you. You go sit down and you just let it go. This is what I have to do that time you're not in your mind you are not concerned about them you're concerned about yourself and how you're there i call this inside out leadership versus outside in do you uh, are you more concerned about having this conversation or are you more concerned about results that you want to get and it compassion enters my mind it is very hard you have to confront somebody with something that they're not doing right. If you will do inside out, it means you're with compassion, with your focus on make, helping that person to become better versus outside in, which is focused on yourself and you having to do something that is unpleasant and you don't want to do it and you don't care how anybody else feels, you're just going to get the job done. Just think about the next time that you have to have hard conversations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, As difficult conversations, that's where most people, like you described, Mary, think about Mandy. I got to tell somebody something bad from off the Band-Aid. It's very focused and maybe one directional approach. Just like you said, how do you think about how people are going to feel about the whole thing rather than just got to think done? It's more complex than that. Jeff Geyer, you've been looking very ponderous. What wisdom can you share with us? Uh, thank you. I am. This is a an interesting topic, Dr. Sam, ripping the Band-Aid off or telling, giving people news that you are fearful will be hard to take. Or is there, like you, you opened the episode here, is there some kind of magic elixir that we can put on to, to or drink or wear or whatever that will keep this from being painful. And sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. And I guess the story I want to share was years ago when I was in healthcare delivery, one of our providers was actually murdered in her home. Other people were murdered that day as as well. And and when I got the news and a a beloved um, provider in our group and been a member of the community for a long time, and our medical group at the time probably had, I don't know exactly, somewhere around 80 or maybe 90 employees. And it happened on a Saturday. 
And I didn't know what to do, but I knew I needed to do something. There was this issue that needed to be dealt with. The Band-Aid, so to speak, needed to be ripped off. And I didn't know what to do, but what I decided to do is I, I called our leadership team one by one and we talked about it. And what we decided to do was open our clinic for employees who wanted to come with their families and friends and spouses and what have you. I solicited the help of local mental health professionals that were there. And we did all this on Sunday, on a Sunday afternoon. And just to be together, and I didn't want to do it. I dreaded the minutes it took me to drive to the clinic. I remember putting my hand on the door handle and going, oh, man, I don't want to do this. And you opened the door and, and went in and stood in front of our employees and our staff and our other providers and their families, and we ripped the Band-Aid off. We, it's making me emotional just thinking back on it now. We cried, we laughed, we shared stories. And maybe all of that was the elixir that helped it be less painful. But we, I had to deliver the news. And I wanted to the extent I could make it possible. I wanted our people to hear it from me, not hear it from Facebook or the local news or whatever. This is a number of years ago. But it was something I didn't want to do. It was something that was hard to do, and we did it anyway um, because it was the right thing to do. The other thing that jumps in my mind is if you keep tearing the Band-Aid off to look to see if the wound is healed, it's going to take longer for the wound to heal. So stop ripping the Band-Aid off so often, right? (laughs) It's like planting a flower seed in the garden and then digging it up tomorrow to see if it's growing. Just leave it alone. (laughs) So there, there are some issues that and don't do this in a vacuum. Do it with other people, with people that you know and trust, your counselors and, st- and people that are on your team and, and what have you. There are sometimes you should leave the Band-Aid there a little longer because if you tear it off now, it's actually going to do more damage. So make sure you're taking it off at the right time. Yeah. That's so, the wisdom right there, though. That, that's really cool. Just because you yeah. think about the Band-Aid, it doesn't mean it's time for the Band-Aid to go away. Right. That's where we're yeah, but how's, so, where's that? And that's where that discernment piece comes in is where do you, when do you know, when do you have to take it off? Like your situation, Jeff, was obviously pretty dire circumstances where it needed to happen for the catharsis of the group yes. to be recognized, to be able to move forward. It had to happen then. It wasn't something that you could do three or four months later. Correct. It wouldn't have the effect. And knowing when and having that group of people that you know and trust that will give you solid advice and say, this is an issue and we need to address it now, or let's look at this and see what happens in the next two or three weeks. Right. And does this behavior change? Does this thing, this issue work itself out? Let's take that path. If we could, if we, if anybody has a a story to share in terms of, you knew there was a thing, there was a wound, there's a band-aid. What do we deal with that? Part one, part two is, Jeff Geyer just described, if it's a situation that you happen to have managed rather deftly, right? You, you did the things you didn't want to do, but did them effectively and had the outcome you expected. Because we want to make sure that the listener who's driving right now, who's lifting weights, can take this thing and go, I can make action out of this. I have a band I have to rip off. Now I have a plan to move forward. So please, any more stories in terms of timing? And method, frankly, I was ripping off that Band-Aid. 
I always equate it to like the, you've heard me say the eye boss, the invisible bucket of shit. Someone's going to step in. <laughs> someone's going to step in and do an eye boss, right? I think when you're the new guy, I think when you're trying to do something productive that you don't know that was done before, you you run that risk of the eye boss. Mm-hmm. So once you figure out that there is that bucket there, that's when you really start to campaign, maneuver, get input, talk. What's the best way in order to move forward? You're you're much more diplomatic about it. I'm not saying you got to be a bureaucrat, but you got to be more diplomatic about it because I bosses are real, and it it happens. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. It's, it has happened to me where I'm trying to do something, and they'll say we've tried this before, and I'm like, tell me about that feed me and what if we tried something different or what if we took a different angle or what if we get more people involved or i just think there's a way to do it you just need to be more strategic about it yeah what if you ask all those questions jeff before you stepped in the iboss right the, yeah. the chances of you stepping in iboss are pretty significantly reduced true but there's always going to be it what it what used to be someone else's project, and right. you may not know that, or right. someone on high say, "I want X, Y, and Z. I need you to get this done." So you're like, "Okay, I'm going to go get this done," and then you find out, "Oh, this has been tried before," or you, you should really talk to someone. Oh, I didn't even know that, and and I think by saying I didn't even know that is a humility piece that leaders need, and then go talk to that person and just say, "Fill me in on this. I'm being asked to do this. Where were your landmines? What happened with you?" Right. Yeah. And then learn from that and say, can we work together on this? Because that person wants closure on it. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a job to do. I don't know. That's my two cents. Sure. So different metaphor, which is going to be fun for everybody I'm trying to keep track of things. We got a, the band-aid metaphor. The one I'm going to introduce is the supervisor sandwich. We're going to talk about say something positive, give them bad news, hit with something positive. I'm just going to share with you broadly that is... And the invisible BOS. Yeah, that is boss, not yeah. impacted to take. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it, it sets it up for a poor conversation. Yeah. So back to ripping off the band-aid, it doesn't mean without tact. It doesn't mean without any kind of context. It's just let's get to the point. And yeah. so in my experience, I've had that where I spoke with uh human leaders, I had to give them bad news about a thing they wanted and, and they couldn't deliver on it. And there was a lot of emotion wrapped up in it, a lot of time and energy. I'd started with, I can be able to move on this. And then here's why, here's the context, here's some ways to go forward. And, and there was a lot of emotion there, but it was because there was so much investment, not because I danced around it for 25 minutes and said, oh, by the way, meeting's almost over. We're not doing it. Bye. No, <laughs> never kind of yeah. ripping off the bandaid. What, with what, a little bit. What'd you call the sandwich, Sam? The supervisor sandwich? Supervisor sandwich. Supervisor sandwich. There you go. Yeah. Hey, it's, hey, it's great to see you. You suck. Have a nice day. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. You're not my kind of sandwich. Thanks. Exactly. Oh my God. So what recommendations well, think, can you offer to the leader who needs to quote unquote rip off the band? What should they do? Or what could they do rather? Be patient. I don't I, 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 Yeah. I've been watching, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's interesting suits on Netflix mm-hmm. and it's a law firm. They've got their, they wear their fancy suits, but one of the senior lawyers, I don't know how the whole law firm world works. It's a all gibberish to me. He is just absolutely no BS. You screw up, he just tells you. You make a mistake, he tells you. And there's almost always no emotion attached to it. It's right. just, this is the thing. And so if we can, I, and this is the hard part, 
as a leader, because those things are emotional, if we can focus on the action, the activity, the thing that made that the required this conversation in the first place, we focus on that, not on the person themselves. And you just should up say like when you said, Hey, this just isn't going to happen. And here's the reason why it wasn't, you didn't have to have bubbles or anything like that. It was just the, <laughs> you just had to have the, the conversation of this is not going to be easy. This isn't happening. Here's why. And there it is. And that's just right. how it, it, it's got to go. It's yeah. challenging. Mm-hmm. It's not easy because we right. are emotional human beings. We are emotional yep. creatures. Yes. But mm-hmm. tying it to the action versus the person is, yeah. yep. I think a big one. Oh. And I, I think a big one is compassion. Yeah. Have compassion and cultivate empathy. And compassion will go a long ways toward putting, like you said at the beginning, putting that sad thing. You can take it off and it doesn't way. It's compassion and empathy just are, are wound dressings. You got to say right. it, but this takes a step. The one I would add is just like if you had a Band-Aid on a big, huge wound, you wouldn't take it off unless you had competent advice from a qualified medical professional. And so as a leader, if we feel like, God, there's something here, I need to rip the Band-Aid off, seek qualified counsel from coaches or friends or your leadership team or your exec team or what have you before you rip the Band-Aid off. Most of the time, when we do things by ourselves, it's usually not the the best outcome. So seek counsel first with the people that you know and trust. And then if it if you all think that, yeah, it's time to get this Band-Aid off, then rip it off. As you're listening to this, I'm going to say something that please refrain from jerking the wheel and oncoming traffic. But there are some leaders who will say things like, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Or this is really difficult for me. Nobody gives a flying rat's fender about how yep. you feel about this. That's if a you problem. bad news to somebody, <laughs> yep. it's them. They're that's the you, focus. That's a you problem, babe. <laughs> and you can yeah. talk it's to your It's going to hurt me more than it hurts side. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. not. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not personal. It's, it's just business. It's their livelihood. It's personal. Absolutely yep. personal. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Appreciate the whole circumstance, not just that instance. And because you've sought counsel from your advisors, you've thought about the process, you can get there. It just takes a little bit more time and arguably more tact than we have to use on day to day. Because if there's a band-aid, there's a problem. So yep. how do we then remove that at the right time, place, and manner? It takes planning and strategy. So we're nearing end of time. Any other words of wisdom from my esteemed colleagues? I we, like the Hello Kitty band-aids the best, totally. not just the plain, right? Right, because they, they affirm you. Hello Kitty, this is a good day. A lot. Yep. I like right. Superman band-aids. There you go. We, we really don't Super have an, to pull them off. We really don't have an OnlyFans page, guys. Just want everyone to know that. Fans. You will find us okay. there, yeah. Just Geyer's feet. So we've gone from bad to worse. We're going to rip off the bandaid and end this thing because it's time. Please. I've consulted with knowledgeable professionals and they said, do it, wrap it up. So we are No More Leadership BS. We're here weekly to offer our insights, hopefully give you a point of view that maybe you haven't had before, but more importantly, give you the time and space to think about the things you do as a leader and help you be just a little bit more effective tomorrow than you were today. Always happy to serve you. 
Give us some five-star ratings. Find us on social media. And let's chat. Thanks for your time. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Later, bye.